Fox Sports 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, The Gambler. In Philly, there's a group that brings diehard sports fans together as one big family through tailgate and road trips. Now the guys from Green Legion are bringing the tailgate to the airwaves. Quimby, Hollis Tank Thomas, Michael Diaz, and Chris Sack always keep the party going, so crack a beer. Take a shot and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. All right, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We are six weeks on the Would You Pipe Sean's Girlfriend uh, memorandum, and yes, I still would pipe Sean's girlfriend. Yes, everybody, she is still pipeable. Is that the word I want to look for? It is. (laughs) Smashable. (laughs) <laughs> it is everybody my name is Quimby I am alongside Hollis Tank Thomas and a bit of an echo chamber we'll figure that out before next week's episode so please deal with that this show Chris Sackmaster Sack Attack slash Reggie Ooh-ah. Ooh-ah. Yeah, there we go Michael shut up Diaz and of course Slash and uh, Sam Brady are in the background making sure the Show sounds as good as it can, and Sam's taking care of the chat rooms right now. Hopefully, she'll bring some influence from there to the table this evening. Everybody, we got a big show tonight. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. Tank and I did this on our Get Tank Happy Hour on Tuesday. We're going to do it again now that the boys are are all here. Glad to have Slash back. Uh, he is working a lot with Sixers right now. I understand he's, uh, I don't know, I, I think he started to fill out his uh, Diaz Nation fan application form i'm not sure slash slash, we have a strict immigration policy and you've got it there's a character clause and i'm afraid that the gobbler might not be meeting those very low expectations so (laughs) might not be good for him dude there's two of y'all in there uh it's it is probably good kyle that you don't have to worry about uh being accepted here Everybody, welcome to another edition of Green Legion Radio. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and download us by searching for Green Legion Radio on iTunes or Google Play. But you can also just download the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe to Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM in Philadelphia, and you'll see all three of our shows there. Green Legion Radio, this flagship show. Get tanked happy hour with Tank and Q. And, of course, Ice to Shorts, Winter Sports with the boys talking everything Sixers and Flyers. Everybody, Green Legion Radio is brought to you by Bud Light, Stateside Vodka and Stateside Bourbon, MCS Construction Services, the largest residential contractor in the Philadelphia area, thenecksip.com, hands-free drinking, great for birthday parties. Go to thenecksip.com, all the Cavanaugh's restaurants, Cavanaugh's Riverdeck, Cavanaugh's Headhouse, Cavanaugh's Rittenhouse, our good friend Paul working in the basement bar over there, and of course, Cavanaugh's University City at 39th and Sansom. All the beautiful ladies over at Delilah's. They all need help getting through med school, everybody. Make sure you get over there and support. Every single one of them is becoming a doctor. All City Fitness Philadelphia locations, East Market, Graduate Hospital, Fishtown, Northern Liberties, and there's a couple other ones in there that I am forgetting right now, but I'll get to it in a minute. If you guys are listening right now, they have a nice ad campaign on iHeart stations, Q102, WDAS, Power 99, of course, Fox Sports, The Gambler. And if you're not in Philadelphia and you want to stay up with your fitness and your health, make sure you check out our friends across the bridge at Echelon Health and Fitness. Everybody, let's get to it. House, 
what happened this week in sports history and what happened this week in Hollis history. Well, today is March the 6th. It's the 65th day of the year. There's 300 of these puppies left. We're going to start right off with some national holidays. Today is National Oreo Cookie Day. And to stay in tune with it, it's also Frozen Food Day. You know what Frozen Food Day means? Ice cream. Ice cream, baby. <laughs> Damn skippy. So it's also Chocolate Cheesecake Day. I don't know if you guys noticed the theme here. It says Chocolate Cheesecake Day. And for all that candy, that all that candy and ice cream that we just consumed, today is also National Dentist Day. That completely a- <laughs> makes a lot of sense, Tank. Absolutely. <laughs> so I have a couple of events real quick here. I have a 1968 uh, the wind blows the roof off the flyers, off, off, the, off the spectrum. Off the spectrum, yeah. Off yeah. the spectrum. So they had to spend the last month of the season on the road uh, due, to, due to not having a home, a home, a home, home ice. Uh, the second one was uh, Will Chamberlain. We, I said this already, but it happened this week also. Will Chamberlain scored his 100 point at Hershey Park versus the Knicks. And I got a couple of quick birthdays. And these birthdays are a treat this week. Today is... Martin Love's birthday. Does anybody know who Martin Love is? No. Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei. Fear does not exist in this dojo. Kobe hey, guy. But, but he knows how to use quick books. He knows how to use quick books now. <laughs> Show more mercy. And also, rest her soul. Today is Mary Wilson's birthday. Uh, and today is Shaquille O'Neal's birthday. He turned 48. Uh, yeah, pre- did, you, did you see that spot he had on AEW last night or on, on Wednesday night? <laughs> nah. He went he went through two tables because of Cody Rhodes. Man, he he took that pretty good. It was uh, it was a pretty awesome spot, and I give him a lot of credit for that. But yeah, I was uh, I was when I, I was the other part, the story of the day. I, I already told Q, gave Q a, pre, uh, a preview of it. Uh, back when I was in high school, you know, everybody knows Pops, my brother Pops. He's probably listening. So Pops, I was a senior. Pops was a freshman. We had back-to-back state championship teams. But the, the, so we were on our senior year for the for the second run. Our offensive line averaged two hundred and ninety-four pounds. And this oh my high, lord! This is high school, and Pops is a freshman. Pops wasn't as Pops was not as big as he is now. So, <laughs> so I'm playing defensive end, and they put Pops in linebacker because they allowed the freshman. We allowed the freshman to come in. You're, you you roll with the big dogs. You get to wear your jersey on Friday and stuff. All the girls be looking at you. Be like, oh, he's on the football team. So you get it. We're in, we're in practice. We're deep and heavy in the practice in the two days. I'm in my defensive end stance, and, I, and everybody knows my nickname is Stink. So all of a sudden, out of, out of my left ear, I hear, "Hey, Stink, what am I supposed to do?" And when I turn to look around, when I turn to look back at him, they hike the ball. And it was this brutal play that our office used to run called 25 power. That's where I jammed a 300-pound offensive tackle down. And guess who I jammed him down to? I jammed him down to Pops. I looked back up, and Pops was playing safety now. <laughs> he got drove He got drove back to the safety. So you would think that's the end of That's not the end of the story. The end of the story is this. So so Bud, my mom, she's taking, she used to take us to practice. She's about to take us to practice like a, a day or so later. And Pop says, uh, can you turn my equipment in? I don't think football is for me. <laughs> so so that's, that, that, that's my lesson for the day. Football is not for everybody. <laughs> that's funny. Good, that fellas. Is- 
Appreciate you. He should have. Uh, he should have stuck around with it, though. He's a big boy now. You know what I mean? Maybe if he uh, hung in there another couple couple of seasons, he would have. Uh, he been been the one that delivering the punishment instead of accepting it. Wait. Well, uh, later on, he started he started growing a little bit, and he was able to play a little bit at, at later on. And he was also able to play some basketball. But I, I don't think uh, we we you were the size that he was, and we had a basically a semi-pro team. The offensive line averaged 294. It That's was not awesome. even, at the time, it wasn't hardly any NFL lines that size. And they was running it. So that's what that's I, my story for today. Go, go ahead, Quimby. I think Pops would make Mekhi Becton look small right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he, he's, a, he's a he's he's a massive individual now. He actually played. He, he actually went on to play college basketball at Harris Stowe uh, State Teachers College. So I, I went to a few of his games. He's pretty, he did pretty decent. All right, so awesome, man. That's a that's a great story, Tank, uh, and and good to hear pops in the mix with a couple of these stories these days because we we we, we miss him. We miss him on a regular basis. You guys, I believe though, it's now time for another segment of. Kick ass or jackass. And because, in case anybody didn't know, you can't see this on video right now. We have some kinks to work through with our system, and we didn't have enough time to do it today, which is why Tank is in uh, in the corner. Tank Tank is a, a real art aficionado, if you can't see that painting uh, uh, behind him. <laughs> awesome sauce. <All> right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have time to order a Philadelphia Eagles emblem through Amazon, which takes four and a half months to get here down uh, in Costa Rica. But Tank is now in the tropics with me, and uh, all get Tank happy hours through the middle of April will now include both him and myself, hopefully on the same table. We may have to mess with it a little bit. We may go to Zoom for uh, for a few shows until we figure it out because I know there's no sound issues there. But we'll we'll get there, you guys. It's uh, it's a it's a it's a constant with us trying to figure out sound while we don't have uh, all of us in the same location and while we can't go into studio. But that's going to change here real fast. Going to change here real fast. We're going to have an announcement next week about an excellent show that's going to be taking place from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. every Sunday, starting March 28th. We'll be talking about that next week. It's going to be a big announcement. Fox Sports, the Gambler. 102.5 FM Philadelphia is going to be getting behind that. Sean's going to be getting behind that. Aton, uh, 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 Jansen, everybody's going to be getting behind this one. It's going to be it's going to be a good one. You guys are going to like it. But with Tank coming down, I of course asked him what he needed from the grocery store, and I should have assumed that the laundry list there was going to be bigger than I uh, could actually write <laughs> on one eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper. But Man, I'm skipping. But aside that, uh, Tank said because you know Tank isn't drinking hard alcohol right now. We all know the the reasons why he's trying to look after his health a little bit more. So he's drinking a lot of uh, a lot of wine, a lot of champagne. And I said, "Dude, what do you need?" He goes, "Prosecco." I'm like, "Okay, Prosecco." He goes, "Yeah, I mix it with beer." Wait, what? Uh, yeah, I mix I, I mix my Prosecco with beer. So I'm like, okay. And in the spirit of this particular request, I figured let's talk about combinations of alcohol for kick-ass or jackass this week. Let's bring uh, Slash and Sam back into the rooms right now because, well, we – oh, my God, you guys, I was going to do that. It's great. I'm, I'm adding Sam and, 
and adding slash, and they both are doing it at the same time, and the other other button is removed. But it's like this schizophrenic Brady Bunch over here. It is. It's crazy. So we're gonna go around the screen clockwise. We're gonna hit slash, then Sam, then Tank, then Sack, then Shut Up Diaz, and then me. So first, let's go with this, Kyle. Kick ass or jackass? Prosecco with beer. Godspeed, Tank. I I can't do that. I'd be in the bathroom all night. Jackass. I'm going to go kick-ass. I would love to try it. Interesting. Interesting. Trying new, try new things today, uh, you know? Okay. <laughs> you know I might, think it's might, might, might try riding that Brady train, huh? Oh, God, you. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are, we're 16 minutes in. All right. Who, who won that one? <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically what I'm going to tell you, it's delicious. It cools you off on a hot summer day, and it's a great way to stay in shape. Kick-ass. I like beer. Just as beer. So I'm just going to say jackass until I actually have the attempt to try it with Tank in person. I'll, I'll give you that, Tank. I'm going to say kick-ass because, listen, you got to get what you can get. And I appreciate Hollis uh, being creative and, and making sure he gets a tasty beverage, one that he enjoys. I'm going to say jackass because I had to find Prosecco down in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I get I get a text when I when I play lens. Are you sure? It's like what? What? <laughs> uh, okay, Jameson with a pickleback slash Kick ass. Love it. Kick oh, ass, man. absolutely. My man, kick ass. It's, it's kick ass. I, I've had it. And the, the the pickle you added the pickle leg later. The pickleback later on, which was uh, which was awesome. But I'm I'm sad I can't have it. Damn. That that's the that's the Quimby special during the course of our shows when we record back in studio, baby. Absolutely kick ass. I prefer to have my Irish whiskey like just straight up, but you know what? Yeah, it know. does it does remind me of the studio, so I'm gonna go kick ass. Watch yourself, gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some people like this. Some people think it's just what has to be done. I don't know. Tequila with lime and salt. Uh, kick ass. I think it's a classic combination. I I am not allowed to drink tequila anymore, so I have to go jackass. Were you on the boat with Tom Brady at the Bucks parade, and, and you were drinking avocado <laughs> tequila with him, and that's the reason why you can no longer drink tequila? It's a similar. It's a similar story. That was not the case. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't like. I don't like lime with my patrol. At all, so I'm going to say jackass. Kick-ass, baby. Tasty. Let's go. Uh, I, I, again, tequila, like it's straight up, but it, it kind of reminds you of doing shots with a bunch of chicks you just met down in uh, down in Avalon or whatever. I'm going to say kick-ass. Uh, you know what? I was going to say jackass until you said it reminds me of drinking with a bunch of chicks in Avalon you just met. So kick-ass. Kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's an interesting one. Beer with tomato juice. That's interesting. Uh, I've never tried it, but it sounds like an odd combination. I'll just stick with beer. Jackass. Jackass. Yeah, that's a dump waiting to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just all I, all I could think about was the tomato juice, and I was like, I used to use tomato juice as a diuretic. Come on, man! 
Jackass. <laughs> Jackass. No, thank you. Jackass. Where did you come up with that? Like, I've never heard that. That's I've never heard it either. Probably uh, Family Guy. That's where he gets most of his stuff. That's true. Yeah, we're we're eighties rom coms. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you 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 could be more right than you are. It's from the movie Cocktail. And there actually- you go. <laughs> I nailed that one. I had no idea. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, it is completely kick ass. It'll take your word for it. Really? Right. Really? And, and and I won't go through the entire thing again, but I will also tell you, if you add a raw egg, it's like a healthy breakfast, baby. And I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about this for anything other than then in the morning, Quimby, we are not serving this at any tailgates this year. I'm nixing it right now. This will not be available at Greenlee. You can have a Bloody Mary, but you cannot mix the beer with the Bloody Mary. Not our precious Bud Light and not the Bloody Mary drink. None. Quimby. If you bring, if you bring your own egg, you could do it. Quimby, I'll, I will give you this. One of those mornings in Vegas, me and you, I will do tomato juice and the raw egg. Let's do it on a Green Legion radio show live from Vegas before the Eagles Raiders game. Me and I you, like baby. That. I like Damn. that. Damn Skippy, baby. I'll bring the, I'll bring the vomit buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you carry them. How about when we're sticking on bloody drinks? How about a bloody Maria? And if uh, anybody doesn't know what that is, that is replacing your normal vodka. With tequila in your Bloody Mary. See, I was never a Bloody Mary fan. I know what it's meant to do. I say kick ass for what it's supposed to do, but for me personally, jackass. I I don't like tomato juice. Again, I'm going to stay away from tequila. I'm going to go with jackass. Uh, I'm going to go with kick ass. It sounds like it'll be a good time, especially in the morning time. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm here to have a good time. I'm good time, Tank. How you doing? (laughs) <laughs> the only time I've ever had a Bloody Mary in my whole life was I, me and Sean Henderson were going to a fantasy football draft, and we stopped at ShopRite and picked up all the ingredients for a Bloody Mary, and we had one at the fantasy football draft, and I was like, dude, you are a jackass. So, yes, it's jackass, whatever. Bloody is a jackass special. I'm, I'm going to go jackass, too. Any tomato-based liquid drinks? Uh, yeah. I don't even know why it's a mm-hmm. vegetable. Don't, it, don't, don't try and juice it. You're, you're ruining the tequila. You're ruining it. You're ruining the vodka, jackass. What what made you poop on yourself at uh, the Fiona Apple concert? <laughs> I, just, I just I was I'm asking for a friend. I'm, I don't I'm just think uh, Hollis. Uh, I can we can tell you off air. I don't think the listeners are here to listen about Shari. <laughs> it was stories eight bloody Marys, and they thought it was a murder <laughs> scene. <laughs> well, it was a scene there in the Susquehanna Bank Center, whatever it was called at the time. Uh, but I certainly Mission Impossible, and I came out unscathed on the other side. I bet you, I bet, I bet you were walking funny and itching later. <laughs> and and well, I, I I know that's good time tank down uh, down there below me, but. Uh, where do you see where do you see terrible time tank tomorrow when I try to get him up to go lay out at the pool tomorrow morning? All uh, we'll see then. All right. So does that mean I don't need to go to the next one, which is a bloody Mick? Even though I know Diaz likes his Irish whiskey in a Bloody Mary. No, no tomato, nothing tomato. We just that's a jackass. All right, you're, you're ruining the Irish whiskey. All right, all right, I got you. Hey, I, this is why we're kicking an ass or jacking ass. Wait, 
Well, oh, uh, <laughs> 23 minutes. There you go, Slash. Goblin Troll. Oh, jeez. That, that one. <laughs> I think that can slide, bro. I don't think we'll get a letter for that one. Let it go. No, I don't know. A- I don't know. Hollis's feed did go out before the show, and we heard something about, hey, watch your fingers. So I, I don't know what you two were doing behind These the These are all the promos, cameras, baby. Huh? These are all promos. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, a, I'm a man, baby. I'm a man. All right. One more here, and this might get a little juvenile uh, because – I I I will. Well, I'll tell you when it gets to me. But Jaeger might get it. Might get juvenile. The whole show is juvenile. (laughs) Jaegermeister. Jaegermeister. Don't prefer it, but if it's offered to me, I'll take it. Kick ass. Hell yeah! Od at the bar. Absolutely. Whoa. I will. I will tell you that in my playing days, I walked around the club with a, a pair of overalls on and a bottle of cold Jägermeister, just taking shots of it and uh, tongue kissing random women. Uh, that's a little bit more about me. Uh, so kick your ass. Reminds me of a bad New Year's Eve where I drank a whole bottle of that crap. No, thank you, jackass. Hold on. Uh, remember, remember, it's no longer no thank you or thank you. It's no thank you or thank you. Remember that. It is no thank you or thank you very much. Jaeger is a disgusting taste, but so many great memories created and memories forgotten by it. I got to say kick ass. I got to be honest with you. I used to drink that crap religiously until about 2012. Now, if I smell it, I'm apparently using the uh, tomato juice diuretic right to the Right to the can. Straight to the can. <laughs> wow. So, ten, ten, 10 years ago, kick ass. Right now, complete jackass. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM Philadelphia. On our return from break, we're going to take a stroll down memory lane, everybody. We're going to talk about the best Eagles defenses of all time and how and what we need to solidify this defense in the upcoming draft and free agency. See if we can actually get there. You guys, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Back right after this. All right, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, broadcasting live from Costa Rica, while a couple of our friends are still in Philadelphia. Damn, Skippy, mute yourself. What are you doing there? That was the drum solo that we weren't looking for uh, on the way in. <laughs> All right, everybody, look, let's talk a little birds right now because, well, we're a birds, we're a birds radio show. Uh, at the top of the hour, we're going to get into the Phillies. We're going to get into the Flyers. We're going to get into the Sixers. I know, uh, uh, I know Diaz is ready to stroke his Sixers once again, especially his boy Joel Embiid. He, he, the, 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 the jar of Vaseline is out. The knee pads are on. We, we, we know all the little, uh, 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 whatever you're saying, man, it's not going to matter. Yeah, the best, the best. I was about to say the best thing yeah. is he's muted. <laughs> I got, I got my shine back here. You see it? There you go. <laughs> you guys. So, Tank and I on uh, on Get Tanked Happy Hour on Tuesday, we're talking about obviously there's so many holes for this team to fill right now, and and rumor had, <laughs> yeah, diggity. All <laughs> right, all right. Uh, so this team has so many holes to fill. Now we're hearing rumors that if they don't draft a quarterback, if their guy isn't there at six, 
They they could consider trading down. I know, Zach, we're all in the same boat on this one. We don't I'm not. Want to, we don't want to. All right, well, whatever. Uh, and anyway, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little defense right now because the fact of the matter is, this team has just as many glaring holes on defense as it does on offense. And you have a quarterback on offense, obviously, but you also have a quarterback on defense, which is a team that's been missing for quite some time. And we're not going to get into it right now, but Kenneth Murray would look really good right about now. Just saying, Kenneth Murray would look really good right about now. Damn, and, Skippy. And in in – in the midst of us discussing discussing all the different parts of the the defense that we don't have, uh, a, a, a real free safety to help out Rodney McLeod and Darius Slay. I think if you have a real free safety, that automatically uh, gets gets that backfield into a respectable position. Your linebacker core, and where I like Alex Singletary, he's just not big enough. I'm sorry, he's 220 pound at, at best when he's soaking wet. And and before his morning dump uh, is at two twenty, but uh, did he drink tomato juice with Tank? That that's you know that's the question. That's the pressing question right now. Hey, and, that was for that was for weigh in, man. <laughs> I had to weigh in. You had to get your bonus. So uh, in that regards, and I believe our line, our, our D line, is pretty solid. I, I I really do think, and as we've been talking more about this. We're realizing that there's two positions that, if filled, would not only solidify the linebacker core and the the secondary, but would also make that defensive line, which has had so much money spent on it in in the last couple of years, a whole lot better. Tank, coming off a mute, when was the last time you heard coverage sack? You haven't heard it in uh, quite some time. We were just talking about we, we talked about this at Get Take Happy Hour, and we both we both conceded the thing that we're missing on our team defense defensively is in the middle of the field playmakers. How many times has it been third and long and they throw some over the middle and get that long ass and get that long ass first down? And we don't have a play. And what we need to play, we don't have a linebacker, a middle linebacker to get everybody. What did you say that Q? What did you say that uh, middle linebacker was? He said he was the alpha male, somebody to to snatch people and get them into position. M, we need that guy on the back end. A, a safety should not be looking at the backfield. A safety is back there to kick ass and take names. I know that's cliche, but we we don't have one right now, and and we and we and, we, and we're suffering from it. And, and everybody's going to keep talking about draft this, draft receiver, draft this, draft that. We need to get some play two playmakers. If we get two playmakers in the middle, it'll make our defense so much better. Exactly, exactly. So, in in an effort to not go through all of that again, I just wanted to give you the the foundation for what we did start to talk about, and what we're going to talk about right now. And it should be a fun little trip down memory lane. We were talking about the best Eagles defenses that I've ever seen, and you know, obviously in in this in this room. I am uh, generally, generationally speaking, the oldest, and I get it. And this is not an opportunity for Diaz to start <laughs> poking and, and laughing, which he's doing already. <laughs> but uh, tell us I, all I know, about it, Grandpa. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> Guess what? Because the good news is you're fired. Uh, and <laughs> at at this point, 
uh, I thought it was just fun to start talking about gangrene and then the defense that Hollis was part of and just just rem- reminding you of those elements of a team that just made it awesome. And I want to go through this right now. So let's start with gangrene. Let's start with Buddy Ryan's defense. All right. Obviously, the best years were with Jerome. We all know that. And at that time, you had Clyde Simmons. You had Jerome Brown. You had Mike Pitts and Mike Golick uh, platooning. And then you had Reggie White on the other side. I don't think there's ever in your life ever going to be a defensive front like that that dominant, that talented, and able to all be on the same field at the same time, especially now with salary cap and players knowing, hey, we only have a certain amount of time to make our money. We're going here. We're going there. Amazing. Then you have the linebacker core, and this is the one part that just just fades us. It's, and We'll get into it. It's like, We've been searching for a quarterback since Donovan McNabb, and we've been searching for a middle linebacker since Jeremiah Trotter. But back in the day, you had the most underrated middle linebacker of all time, in my opinion. We know it. He was there every play, every year, 110, 120 tackles. Byron Evans was an absolute stud, stud. Stud and a beast. He had a scent for the ball every single time. On his strong side, you got Seth Joyner, one of the best linebackers to ever play the game, period. Tank, agree, disagree? I, dis- I, I agree. I agree with you totally, especially upon the, uh, the, the part that, uh, that I don't think uh, people got to, to hear was the part about when you have that middle linebacker like Byron Evans, it makes everything else so much better because you know you know he's going to be where he's supposed to be, and not only that, he's going to make sure you have yourself yourself where you're supposed to be at too. He's not going to let anybody let anybody take any shorts either. And and then with Seth, you see how mean he is now. Just picture that. Just picture that younger, twenty or thirty years younger. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like I like Seth Joyner in uh, uh, Seems a little too angry with me. A little get off my lawn, but um, we all love him because of what he was thirty years ago. You're right. Uh, did he block you uh, and block the Green Legion on Twitter too? I'm just no, curious. no. I just go after stupid media people. That I don't go after players. No, come on. No, gotcha. Diaz does. Diaz does not have the cuyones to go after Seth Joyner because I would pay to watch Seth Joyner hunt you down like a dog <laughs> and toss you like a rag doll. So please, I would love to see you troll him on Twitter. That would be hilarious. Nah, there's no need to troll. No need to troll him. Because trust me, he would find you. <laughs> you. I don't ever want you to leave. No, I don't. Because I would find I you. Find you. <laughs> I got a stage five clinger. We got to get out of here now. Uh, so now here's a good trivia question. You had Seth Joyner and Byron Evans in that strong linebacker core. Who was the other one? This is your guy's era, so Wait, have yeah. at it. no, I know this. I'm I'm an idiot. Well, well we all knew me. that. So. Well, Quibby well, told me I don't I don't want to give it away because he already told me the answer because I, I had I had somebody else, but that was a guy I played with. But well, uh, for for the for the great run of that defense, it was a rookie. 
Jesse Small. Jesse Jesse Small Small was part of that. And Jesse Small will always be remembered for? I don't know. Bounty Bowl. Oh, the Bounty Bowl. Okay. Which hit did he have? A lot of them. On Luis Zendejas. Uh, Zendejas, yeah. And then I believe, uh, what, Willie T came in after that? Tank? Or who was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Willie, Willie T came in after that, and um, because I was, I was, I was a few years after that because I think Willie T was in his third or, or fourth year when I got there. But he, he, it was when you look at that defense, the way they played, and he, Kobe uh, brought this to my attention on, on Tuesday. They had one pigeon on their squad. It was one pigeon on on, on the defense. And Hold t- on, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're no, getting I was there. going to let you tell them who it was because it, it, the funny part is. I I I didn't know that I didn't I didn't even know that guy existed. I just knew yep. he was on the Cowboys team for a hot second. Yeah, go ahead, yep. go ahead, quickly well, finish. Well, uh, what you also had in your uh, in your secondary, you had Wes Hopkins at safety, stud, hmm? Andre Dirty Waters, coming and putting his helmet down every single time he could, laying the thunder. You had Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's in yet. Not yet. Number twenty one. Eric Allen, which uh, he he needs to be there. Stud. When you, have, when you have a name like Mr. Pick Six, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, do you remember the weak link in that secondary? Of course. Toast. It, it's named after a breakfast side, baby. Toast. No, I know. Toast. toast Jenkins, baby. Hold up. Hold up. I, I didn't know everybody knew that. So oh, everyone knows. Everyone knows. No, 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 no. But soon as he, soon as he said it, he was like, because when he said it to me, I was like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you, you said, yeah, you, you were, you weren't in town by uh, just yet there, Hollis. Everyone know Toast. He was the toast of the town. <laughs> and, and not Leonard Toast. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and, and so, Thinking about that, man, and, and in, in all fairness to Hollis's defense, uh, with uh, a, a line that we're going to talk about here shortly, and, and, a, and a backfield and a linebacker core that was ridiculous, I, I the the line itself wreaked absolute havoc on every offense. You didn't have to worry about covered sack. All right, that line was getting in there one way or the other. And it disrupted everything. It made the seven people behind that front four so opportunistic. Why do you think Eric Allen had so many picks for, for, for touchdowns? Simple. I have five names. Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Jerome Brown, Mike Pitts, Mike Golick. There they are. <laughs> and in Eric Allen's Hall of Fame speech, he should thank every single one of those four guys. Or five guys, sorry. Amazing. But moving forward, now we have another defense that we love to talk about because we got our man Tank in on on this one. And Tank, if you don't know, was the strongest lineman on the team for <laughs> a, a good many years. Look at him. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yes. So, uh, we, we only got about three minutes left here before we got to take another break. We're going to come back. And we're going to finish this walk down memory lane. But let's talk about that defense from about 2001, 2002, on through about 2005, 2006. Uh, it, it makes me happy talking about uh, this, this defense. So 
on the right and left, let's just talk about the Super Bowl here. All right. You've got Hugh Douglas. And even though he still owes me money. I knew that was you, coming. <laughs> you, you, you bastard. All right. <laughs> you got you got you got the freak on the other side. You forget right? you you forget Derek Burgess. Well, yeah, Derek Burgess, Burgess is a player. Burgess, Burgess, Burgess was the starter. We brought Hugh back. Remember, remember Hugh was in Jacksonville when we brought him back. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're yeah, right. So it's like, it's like that's, what, that's why I gave you – remember, remember on Tuesday I gave you the line before you left? The line before yeah. Hugh Douglas left was uh, Brandon Whitey, Corey Simon, myself, and Hugh Douglas. They drafted right. They drafted, uh, They drafted. drafted Derek Burgess in like the third, the third round. And then and Hugh Derek, did Derek, good. Derek. Derek Burgess had a big game, if I remember, against Atlanta in that yep. NFC Championship game. Yep. Oh, and he, was, uh, he was wreaking havoc, him and the freak and, and, and tank. Yeah. Yeah. What, and, then, and then when we come back, I'm going to give you some integral parts of why we were able to play the way we were able to play. Because uh, <laughs> it, it was because of two – it was because of two – three guys, actually. It was because of Jim, Jim Johnson, Tommy Brazier, and, and Emmett Thomas. He's like, you know what? You. Let, let's let's do this before we get into it. That's a good idea, Tank. Let's stop. Okay. Let's take a break right now. <clears throat> that yeah. means we'll have a, a couple more minutes on our our segment before the top of the hour. Uh, yeah. Make sure you 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 log this in. Slashes. We're gonna we're gonna take our, our our second break right now. When we come back. Let's talk about the rest of that defense, and we could call it gangrene too if you want. I I like it. Uh, it. It was an absolutely potent potent defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's do that. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We will be back with more walk-down Eagles defense memory lane right after this. All right, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We are taking a trip down Eagles memory lane, everybody. We just started talking about the modern era gangrene defense, gangrene 2, which is your defense started right about 2001, 2002. The Jim Johnson defense, I would, I would like to. Uh, that's probably a better categorization. Categorization, I believe that's a word. Did I did I get that right? Categorization. Six syllables. Somebody owes oh, me a beer. Sweet. Somebody owes me a beer, bitches. Um, and we're talking about Derek Burgess, Hugh Douglas, uh, the freak who still owes me money, uh, uh, Corey Simon. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about House Thomas. We're talking about Darwin Walker. Uh, we're talking about Sam Rayburn, the garbage man. We're talking about a, a line that was also just wreaking absolute havoc. And yeah, you're right, you guys. That uh, 2004, 2005 NFC Championship game against Atlanta, when I think from the first snap. We knew, even though T.O. was not in the lineup that game, I think we knew it didn't matter. Donovan had so much confidence with all his receivers at that point. The line was blocking like crazy. The D-line was making Mike Vick look like a redheaded stepchild. I apologize for any redheaded stepchildren that are out there. It is purely a metaphor you are all beautiful. We're all seeing commercials with freckles all over the place now. We're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rexy loves you. Rexy oh, loves Rexy. you. Yeah, Rexy loves you. St. Patrick's Day is in two weeks, so, you know, we got to love the gingers. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He's suffering from gingivitis. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's continue down that that uh, that conversation. The Axeman, Jeremiah Trotter. I can't tell you how much I miss a linebacker like this guy, even though Trotter's uh, Trotter's Trotter's knock was always his lateral speed, even though it was still amazing. It wasn't the speed that would make him wasn't his closing um, speed. It, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't it was it wasn't it wasn't that which would catapult him into a uh, a murdering Baltimore Ravens Hall of Famer. But <laughs> well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I, what I will tell you though is I love what Trotter did. He, he what he did was he was able to learn all of the coverages and stuff and become a every down uh, linebacker. And he Absolutely. Was, and, and he was and he's to, he, he's not a murderer, but, <laughs> but but I felt like Jim used him to the best of his ability and made him that, and made him that guy. I uh, uh, agreed. Agreed. So on that linebacker core, again, taking a, a trip down memory lane, uh, you have Carlos Emmons. Now, Carlos Emmons wasn't with the team during the Super Bowl. Who was on that uh, that strong side tank? Uh, the, the, the Honey Jones. David, the Honey oh, Jones. Yes. Honey Jones. Jones. Yeah. It, it, happy belated birthday. The Honey's a he's a cool he's a cool guy, but he he wasn't Carlos. Carlos was a uh, taller, rangy. Uh, Dahani did what he could. I felt like Dahani was a a will linebacker playing a little bit out of position, but I I, I like the fact that he stood up. He stood up and took handled his business. I was yeah. a solid air guitar, and I think that's where Donovan got it in his last game with the Eagles, which I could have lived without. <laughs> you you could have lived without. So wait, who else is on the other side of that? Uh, wait, Sean Barber, Dahani Jones replaced Sean Barber. Where was that? Well, not, 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 see what well, what happened was um. It was remember Barry Gardner was over there. They yeah, kept Barry Gardner. They kept trying to throw him in there, but uh, Mike Caldwell kept taking, kept uh, superseding him because okay. Mike Caldwell, Mike Caldwell was on the on the tail end of his career, but he was still smart, fast, and he was a great he was a great cover linebacker, and and he didn't take no mess from nobody. Yeah, but he he did cramp up in Arizona, really bad, and a full body cramp and peed on himself. What? Whoa, 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 this is breaking news. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Say okay. that again. Okay, okay, so here's, here's a quick here's a quick story. So we're playing against Arizona. Uh Eddie, we lost to Arizona uh a bunch of times down in Arizona because of Jake the State Plumber. So uh Andy was it comes Andy, so we're going down there. Everybody's hydrating this stuff, and Zeke is a known cramper. So he's hydrating and hydrating and hydrating. So we get in the game, we kick, and then we, we're kicking their rump. Uh, it's another story in there. I'll tell you about that one later. But he, we're kicking this rump. So at the end of the game, we, we're celebrating because it's the first time that we won in Arizona in quite some time. So all of a sudden, he's like, uh, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm crapping, I'm crapping, I'm crapping. Oh, God, oh, God. It's like I can't feel the legs. I got to pee. I got to pee. I got to pee. Uh. <laughs> 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 Arizona, man, you forget those those years were great and, that you know, mo- some of the most successful in Eagles history, but – Man, Arizona always we lose at least one game to Arizona every single year, no matter how good or bad they were. Man, like it that was it was always like you saw the schedule and you'd be like, Well, they're gonna lose one of these. To uh, the snake. You know? It was Jake the Snake, Jake the Snake Plumber. 
It and wild. it was the, it was the stadium. The fact that they didn't have any coverage, right? Because Temp- what was it Tempe? Oh, that's right, Tempe. Oh, yeah, stadium. man, that that stadium was a hotbed. It was the best thing they ever did was put the the big toaster um, yeah. out there in in, in uh, Arizona. That's what they needed. To go uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you know it wasn't it wasn't actually the the stadium. It was the fact that it was hardly anybody there, but mostly it was a lot of Eagles fans there, and we used to we used to relish in that. I actually love. I used to, you know, I lived in Arizona for three years, right? Oh no, yeah, I lived. That's why Donovan ended up moving oh, down there. Oh yeah, you and Donovan were roommates, right? I heard you guys hung out all the time. No, I had a condo. I'm a man. I had a condo. <laughs> I, had a, I had a condo of my own, and I had a. It was actually with my Adidas contract. They paid me to go to play at this place called uh, AP Athletes Performance. Uh, but it, it was it was it was pretty cool. It was a good time. Well, all right. Now we're going to talk about the backfield now, and one of the luckiest moments or time frames it was ever to be an Eagles fan because you went from the best Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent to Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown, and that, my friends, never happens. And since then, we have been trying to duct tape the hell out of that. <laughs> you left one out. Who? Dirty one. Al Harris. Yeah, Al Harris. Harris. Oh, yeah. And, 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 oh, and Al Harris. I'm sorry. You're right. 100%. I wanted to interject at this part, uh, Quimby. Sorry. Uh, the, part, the part that I loved about that was having those three guys. But you know how, they, how, the, how the teams come out now with those three receivers and stuff and, and, try, to, and try to spread you out? We had the three guys and covered. covered. Yeah, covered. And it's like the thing is, is like you don't realize it, but you're taking it for granted. But I was going to tell you this, and this is like a football tidbit. At the beginning of every game, we when we was breaking down as a defense. Bobby Taylor would come into the defensive huddle and say, hey, can we get some pressure? And we look back at him and say, can we get some coverage? He said, I got a blanket back here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you have, you have to remember, Bobby Taylor was the greatest name that was never spoken during football games. Never spoken. You never heard great play by Bobby Taylor. Uh, once in a while you hear it, but it was because no quarterback was dumb enough to throw in his direction, ever. Michael Irvin that hated him. I could not stand him. Could not stand him. And that, and now, here we go. And let me, let me, let me, let me finish uh, through this because the problem has always been the duct tape fix that Howie Roseman has been trying to make ever since. All right. Namdi Asamoa. Asante Samuel. Eh, okay. Yeah. He made plays. Asante Samuel, never, never, Samuel was a Joe Banner move, though. Oh, uh, it might have been. Yeah, it might have yeah, been. That was, that, was a, that was a Banner move. Uh, uh, Byron Maxwell. Oh, my Ugh. God. All right. I still, to this day, I, I I will thank Howie for getting rid of him and Kiko Alonso for a ham sandwich and four spots up in the draft or five spots up in the draft because that was crazy. Sack, go. 
I'm not even a big fan of big play Slay. Where were the big plays last year? He got abused week in and week out. He was supposed to be the guy, Hollis. He was supposed to be the guy last year that was going to shut down DK Metcalf, shut down Devontae Adams, and every single week against those big dogs, he got thrown around like a rag doll. Big play Slay to me is making plays on the ball and intercepting. He didn't do that enough for me last year. Yeah, well, you got – you're correct. You're very correct. And, I, and I, the thing that I do like that he that he came out and he, he stood up and said he didn't make the plays that he needed to do. And and he did he did he did get his job done. GID, get it done. He didn't get it done. A, a thing on on Slay and and, and, a, and a comment on Taylor before we continue on with the uh, with the Jim Johnson defense. Uh, Slay, like uh, Quimby, you mentioned this earlier about. But we'll get to this later on. I, I don't think Darius Slay is someone that you need to keep around. Um, you know. <laughs> he, he's he's on the other age of 30 he's only going to be he's not getting better at that age um uh and bobby taylor one thing you know you said you, you had mentioned with bobby taylor you, you never heard his name a lot during the games i i remember uh the bobby taylor days and there was some fan grief that there was the, always these subset of fans in, that always have some gripe to go like like the gobbler troll we'll get to later but bobby taylor <laughs> bobby taylor he he never he doesn't pick off passes he doesn't pick he doesn't get enough ints and you're like he he's a great defender what are you talking about no one no one yeah, but, yeah, you know Troy Vincent makes plays bobby taylor can't catch he's not that good it's like oh my god you can never please him uh gobbler troll tries to slide in there but, but no I agree with you on Darius Slay, but at the same time, if Darius Slay had a middle linebacker and a free safety on this field with him at the same time, you can't expect him to be a Bobby Taylor, a Troy Vincent, a Lito Shepard, or a Sheldon Brown, when in fact he's got way too much to cover on his in his own shoes. You paid him to be though. Yeah, yeah. You paid yeah. him to be that guy. I mean, like, no, 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 no. You paid him for what he has done so far, and on a bad Detroit team. But That's they had a great. But Detroit had a great middle linebacker, we all know, and a great free safety behind him, right? You're saying that this is all. That's all he needs is the linebacker and a safety. Detroit uh, stunk. He was good there. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Quimby. I, I was just going to say. This is the thing that you guys don't realize is whenever you see the uh, the cornerback and the safety talking, that means that the safety effed up. I know we're on radio. I know we're on radio, and our show is on, so that's why I'm saying effed up. If you if you go back and look at a lot of the times when they, he he's always looking at the safety. That that's why when I say alpha male, we need some two people in the middle that take control and get the calls out there like they're supposed to be getting out there. I I was a uh, I was uh, actually uh, I, I was spoiled because I had a bunch of great guys. Yeah, no, agreed. And uh, obviously, you got Dawkins in there. I still want to know what happened to Michael Lewis. Uh, Tank has some insight on that. And you know what? In thirty seconds, before before we go to break and come back at the top of the hour, Tank, tell us what happened with Michael Lewis because we know you know. Ah, he, well, he was blank. You want me to tell you in 30, 30 quick seconds? Well, if Michael, if Michael Lewis, if Michael Lewis. Yeah, you just wasted seven, you jackass. <laughs> and you just wasted two. So Michael, Michael Lewis got pissed off because he, had, because he felt like he was getting blamed for a lot of the things that was happening, a lot of the missed calls. So he, so then when they let him go, he he wasn't going to take any of it because he was tired of getting blamed for it. So then he went somewhere else, and kind of the same thing was happening. So it, it kind of looked like it really was his fault. 
and me and Quimby talked about that on Tuesday, but because I talked to him in uh, down in uh, in Texas. So Quimby, take us to break. Yeah, let's do that. Everybody, Green Region <laughs> Radio. Fox Sports the Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. Appreciate you guys taking a stroll down Eagles defense memory lane with us. When we come back, we're going to have a sack attack, baby. Let's talk some Phillies. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports the Gambler, 102.5 FM. Brought to you by Bud Light. Back right after this. All right, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports the Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. Everybody, real fast, before we get into some Phillies and a little bit of a sack attack. I just wanted to thank all of you, my supporters. Uh, people have traveled with the Green Legion for as long as you have. This is the 19th season the Green Legion has been in business. And in the last 24 hours, we have broke every freaking record we have ever seen. More deposits than Miami. Two years ago, more deposits in Miami uh, t- uh, eight years before that, more deposits than San Diego in 2009. In exactly 24 hours, we had 444 people sign up for the Green Legion Vegas invasion, baby. Wow. Awesome sauce. Honestly, I, there, I, I, I was uh, I was a bit in tears yesterday when I uh, looked at the end of the day and saw that and went, "Wow!" Yeah, I mean, isn't that maybe? Made- you know, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make up wrong numbers, but that's normally, you know, on a, on a year where we have good destination cities, that might be like everything for all the tri- like that. That's a that's a large number just for you know for one trip. I mean, that might be like when we had Nashville and London and New Orleans. That that was a massive year, 2018, after the Super Bowl. And, you know, you get 450 in a day. You're like, that's awesome. Now we're getting 450 for one uh, for one, one trip. Everyone's had Vegas on. Since they, since they moved Oakland over, everyone's been like, all right, so when do the Eagles play there? <laughs> well, and here, here's the funny part about that number. Every time we've had a big trip like this on the schedule and – the NFL hasn't rocked us with a bad date. It has literally been 10% of the final number we see come game day. So at 444, we might be looking at a, a, a tailgate party uh, when it's when it's all said and done of 4,000 plus people. I'll say that again, 4,000 plus people whether or not we're going to hit that i don't know but i guarantee we're going over 2208 which was our largest still to date in san diego in 2009 we're rocking that thing kyle mute this or bleep this (laughs) we're gonna kick that number right in the ass man we're gonna kill it baby kill it kill it sack master what do you got I also think a big part of it as well is the fact that nobody could really travel last year due to the pandemic. So, man, you've you've had two people, you've had you had two years now between Miami and Vegas, and people have been waiting a long time. Two years is a long time, man. So, people want to get back out there and have some fun. I disagree with you. I think it's because we're all a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> Sam, maybe <laughs> yeah, love it, awesome. Come back to your party boat with uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> wow. 
Oh, it'll never, it'll never end. It'll never end. So anyway, you guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, honestly, if we can get back to some uh, uh, even number after this year, uh, after what took place in 2020, I, I, I will be forever grateful to you guys. And I, I can't be any more sincere with that statement, but Enough about that. Let's move on. Sack master. Let's talk a little Phillies, baby. Give us a sack attack. Hey, every week I want to try and break down a different part of the Phillies roster. Last week we talked about the offense and the position players. This week I want to focus a little bit more on the pitching staff and the starting pitchers. And namely, I'm going to focus on one guy, the guy that's supposed to be the ace, the guy that's supposed to be the big dog, the guy that's supposed to be being paid to be the man. And no, I'm not talking about Zach Wheeler. I'm talking about Aaron Nola. My man has been here since 2015. He has yet to pitch in the playoffs. And a lot of that is not Aaron's fault because this team has been dog crap since, you know, 2013, 2014 in that time frame. But a lot of it has to do with the last few years when we've been in, in crunch time down the stretch. Aaron Nola has not performed. September and October, statistically, for Aaron Nola – he is 7-12 and 12 overall win-loss record. His ERA in September slash October is second worst in his career outside of June. He's given up more earned runs, home runs, and walks in the month of September, October, which is by far and away the most he has in any other month. Walks are kind of close, but home runs and earned runs, look up the stats. It's unbelievable, the discrepancy. You want to be the ace of this staff? You want to fend off Zach Wheeler in this rotation as being the lead guy, as being the number one pitcher on the staff? Nola, you need to get it together. And me, and next week we're making the big announcement next week on on, uh, Green Legion Radio. Quimby already teased it. Me and some guy that I was FaceTiming with the other night, we both agree this has to be the year Aaron Nola takes that next step and being a being a true ace pitcher, Diaz, uh, Zach, we we we've talked about that before, and, and I think it's it's recognized that he has these struggles in September. What do you make of it? I mean, it's it's not a small sample size where he had a bad you know two or three starts one of these years. It's been three consecutive years. I don't know, maybe four, but definitely three. Where I mean, you know. It's hard to be considered, you know, a a Cy Young candidate where he probably won't win it, but he'll be, you know, he'll get votes. Maybe he's a top five going into September and then just like, like bottoming out what I I don't think there's a problem with his mental makeup or anything. He's shrinking from the situation. What, like, what is this? Does he need more rest? Like what's the mechanics? What's going on? I'm more so I'm more focused on the last three years, Diaz, because 2018, 2019, and 2020, they have been in it going into September or into the very last week of September. Um, I wanted to say with 2018 and 2019, it was because of, you know, fatigue. I mean, 2018, you know, he finished third in Cy Young voting that year, but he faded down the stretch, which is a big reason why Scherzer and DeGrom were voted over top of him. And then in 2019, he faded down the stretch too. There's no excuse for last year for what happened over the last two weeks of the season where we couldn't get one win between Eflin, Nola. Actually, Eflin had one, but between Nola and Wheeler, we could not get a win out of those two. One more win, we were in the playoffs. Quimby. What, a, what about fatigue for Cesar Hernandez? 
Why did you say it like that? <laughs> because my man was batting 350 leading up to the All Star break, and by the time September rolled around, he was a wet dish rag. He couldn't he had do a, a damn thing. He had a very good year last year for the Indians. Um, I think after the season, they're no longer the Indians, but he is back with the Indians this year, and they're in a hell of a oh, lot of trouble. Oh, dude, I love that movie. It's always going to be a classic. But but I look at the starting rotation. Nola has to be the lead dog. You know what Wheeler's going to get as long as they're not letting him zip up his pants. Eflin needs to show more consistency this year. Matt Moore had a great performance uh, for two innings, albeit two innings against the Yankees, and the Phillies blew them out on Thursday, um, you know, behind five home runs, two of them from Moniak. So uh, we'll see how the rest of the starting rotation fills out. But for the love of God, as long as Vince Velasquez is not one of the five, I will feel comfortable with it. And Spencer Howard, we'll see what he is this year. He has a lot to prove because he's had a lot behind his name coming up through the ranks of the minor leagues. And last year he was a pretty big disappointment for a guy that really all you needed to rely on him for was three to five starts. Tank, what do you have? How much stock do you put into the preseason? Because uh, I know a lot of times people are working on things. It's like, but to me, uh, I feel like when you, when you come into the preseason, you're getting ready for the season. So sometimes if you have a crummy preseason, you know, it kind of like leaks over into the regular season. Yeah, I, I don't take too much stock in spring stri- spring training statistics. Uh, I think at the, at the beginning, the pitchers are more so working on their fastball and their velocity and control. As spring goes on, they're working on their secondary pitches, their breaking balls, their curveballs. They're they're more working on that stuff later on. And it, offensive statistics, if you look at them early on in spring, they, they're seeing more fastballs, so they're they're able to eye up the pitch better um, as you get deeper. Their, their eyes have adjusted better to you know, the velocities and how they adjust you know, through the strike zone. So it, it's, it's a little bit different um, in spring training. I, you know, in a lot of ways, I think players are just trying to work on things, but I don't take any stock in how a guy is performing in spring training. It doesn't do anything for me. Be ready for April 1st. Quimby. You know, every time you say velocity, I hear Velasquez. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, well, if I was saying Velo, then Vin, I would be Vinny Velo. Yeah, Vinny yeah, Velo. So if I, if I said Velo, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've had uh, we'll 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 see how it goes. But the starting rotation needs to be a stalwart this year. Uh, are the Phillies looking at bolstering this starting rotation at all this year, further than what they have? The only guy that I've heard is Jake Odorizzi. I think they're going to kind of see where they're at getting through spring training. Um, If there's any injuries, they're going to have to make a move through the free agent market because they don't have much depth down in the, in the, in the minor leagues to where they can have, you know, competent bodies. I mean, we're, we're going to see what happens with Chase Anderson and Vince Velasquez and Spencer Howard and Matt Moore for those last two spots in the rotation. Uh, Starting pitching depth is going to be, key this year for all teams and that's where the Dodgers have a major advantage in their starting rotation because they have depth well out of outside of their starting five and obviously they're they're primed to make another run this year to the World Series what do you have DS uh, well perhaps we were burying the lead here we we didn't even mention that we can attend these games now we'll talk about the Flyers and the Sixers but Philly's home opener you know it's going to be a limited amount it's going to be hard to get tickets but you know we have an ability so Obviously, I am and everyone is looking forward to getting back to the ballpark and enjoying that and, and, and all that. 
Um, so we're looking forward to the season, of course. But we talked about this the other night on our show, Ice to Shorts Winter Sports, Tuesdays at 8 p.m., um, that mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, like, we, there is no – connection we were talking about the you know the 08 and just how they built that core together and they kind of got their you know their knees scraped by learning along the way is there some who do i want to let who do i want to follow on this team i I think bryce harper personally is kind of a phony he's he's a good player i'm happy he's here but i I, his whole his whole game i or his whole online personality i think is kind of phony but like do we have some guy that i'm just not aware of that's like this is this is this is our future. This is the guy that uh, that I should get behind. Is that Alec Bohm? Is it Spencer Howard? Is it someone I'm I'm not missing? Hazley? I, I don't know. Mickey Moniak. If you if if Moniak Homer twice twice. I think the <laughs> the Phillies do have some likable characters on this team. I mean Alec Bohm. This, McCutcheon, this is a, yeah, the, the, yeah. But the, but the, this kid right here, if he can harness his skills over at third base defensively, it makes the team better offensively especially if Reese Hoskins has a bounce back year, because if Hoskins has the bounce back year at first base, you can keep his bat and Bohm's bat in the lineup. If Hoskins is struggling and you have to move Bohm over to first base, that weakens you because at that point you're going to have to move over to third base, either Kingery or Gene Segura. And and that's going to take away what you can do. You, you want that top part of the, you want that top part of the lineup to be clicking on all cylinders, Bohm, Hoskins, Harper, real Muto, McCutcheon getting on base in the leadoff spot. If you have those guys rocking in the first five spots in your lineup, and then you have Didi Gregorius batting somewhere between fifth and sixth, this lineup is going to score runs. They only had four teams in baseball last year that scored more runs than them. That that right there, you cannot sleep on this offense. Pitching is what's going to win games for this team because scoring runs is not going to be a problem. I I, I agree with you. Uh, it, the the whole everything we're worried about is pitching right now. I, I'm not even worried about Odubel Herrera being invited to can't. I don't still. What the he hell? Had ah! He hit a home run on Thursday. I know. He hit a home run on Thursday today. All right, I don't want him on the team. I I, I I agree with you. I I really hope. What is, what is the what is the thought process with bringing bringing this idiot back? I, I agree because, in my opinion, it kind of ruins the good juju that is going through this team right now. I think there's a lot of good feels with Dave, Dave Dombrowski and Joe Girardi and and the and the roster that they put together for this year. And John Middleton, you know, he, say what you will, the man spent the second most money in baseball this offseason, and he has the fourth highest payroll in all of baseball. So the guy has put his money where his mouth is. So there's a lot of good vibes and a lot of good feels with this team. Isn't it? Isn't it about time that owners start listening to their fans? I think he did. I would like to think I would like to think that he's been listening to this program and me chewing him the hell out. Time in and time out. And and I would love to think that he listened to your poem back around Thanksgiving when you chewed him out about firing the 75 employees. So uh you know, listen, I, I look at it like this. I think that they want to to put him on the field to showcase him to where they can trade him and give him an opportunity someplace else and they can get something for him. You're not going to get anything special for him. But instead of just outright releasing him and eating the money, it gives you an opportunity to bring something back in a trade if, if that's what they're looking to do. Tank? Uh, that, that was basically what I was going to say. It's like you, even though you have, he's, he's going to be a commodity, so you might as well showcase him. Uh, he's, he's doing all the right stuff. And it, it, it's just like I, I always feel, and I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, 
is when you do some crap somewhere, you need to go somewhere else to redeem yourself. You can't redeem yourself in this city because we've seen that we see you're sorry you got caught. That's what when I when it's like so I feel like I don't care who you are, what color you are, whatever. When you do something in a city, you need to go somewhere else to redeem yourself. So I feel like we're doing the right thing right now by letting, by trying to let him show his wares and get as much as we can for him to let him move on with his life and, and possibly make some better games. What, what about what you think about that? I think he's better suited for a, for one of the cities out in the Midwest since, you know, they tend to not really give a crap what their players do. Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. I, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe he did him good with the St. Louis Cardinals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, whoa, whoa uh, the, the Kansas City Royals. Well, well, if you if you really want to go that route, I grew up a I, I grew up a Cardinals fan. And I know that's why I'm going there. I'm just saying I've seen I've seen way more championships than you will ever see in your lifetime. Uh, but, probably you're right. Oh, uh, here we go. Where's the prices right? Bum, bum, you know, it's funny though because Hollis, Hollis, is to, Hollis is starting to sound like a Cowboys fan. Oh, that! <laughs> what? Wow! That, that didn't. didn't hey, the Cardinals that, have won some titles in the last twenty years. They've won what? Yeah, three? ten years ago. Come on, man! I don't brag whoa, about whoa, the 08 Phillies anymore. Like, the, whoa, whoa, it's whoa, time whoa, to move whoa. on. Whoa, whoa, really? Nah, Sack nah, doesn't brag about the 08 Phillies. He's too busy bragging about the 2010 Flyers. Wow! <laughs> I don't brag about them. What the hell are you talking about? Nah. Quim, All right, Quim, Quim, be back. Back to you, Quim. Uh, well, you know what? I, I think that might uh, – as soon as we go from uh, Philly's starting lineup to Tank being a Cowboys fan, we may have to move on. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no way Sack would say that if we were in studio and, and, yeah. and Tank was in arm's reach. There's no way. Tank would reach over and choke him out. We know. I've been working out too. <laughs> oh, my God. Tank is huge right now. I'm not talking about, like, this huge – uh, he he can't walk through the door without greasing his uh, his shoulders. It's pretty it's pretty bad. And thank God he didn't bring the scented grease that he normally had. <laughs> so we're good to go right now, baby. Nice, congrats. That, that's my guys. That's my guy. So I, I felt like I would. That's my that's my best friend. So I felt like I would do do it for him. Ah, my man, my man. Let's do this, you guys. I know we have like three minutes left on this segment, but let's catch that back on the next break. It's a good time to go to commercial and when we come back let's talk a little sixers diaz i think there's a lot to talk about there so yeah baby enough of a enough of a segment to cover you there everybody green legion radio fox sports the gambler 102.5 fm philadelphia brought to you by bud light back right after this and everybody green legion radio fox sports the gambler 102.5 fm philadelphia brought to you by bud light i just heard a story and a visual that i will never get out of my head I won't share with you guys right now, but there's a few more people over in studio here at the, in the Costa Rica Green Legion studio. And it, uh, yeah, um, I'm a little disturbed. But what's even funnier <laughs> is that he has camera freeze right before break. Uh, we don't know what happened, dude. And whatever happened, that was perfect. Is there a button, a, an app we can download to make you freeze like that on call? Because that was awesome. Yeah, you, you can't. What you can do is download this. Uh, you can download the video recording and just get to minute 20, uh, hour 25 or whatever and do it. But uh, once I saw that I, my screen was frozen in that position, I looked like a goofy joker. 
uh, I had to I had to get out of the broadcaster and, and come back in. It, it was quite embarrassing, but uh, and, and, I think and we just, got it. Just a, a real quick note: we don't talk about college basketball much here on on Green Legion Radio, but uh, Villanova uh, star point guard Colin Gillespie to miss remainder of the season after a torn left MCL just came out. Well, uh, yeah, so. that yeah, he he left the game last night. It was unfortunate. Um, yeah, they they had like a twenty some point lead. They won the they won the Big East uh, regular season title, but um, that certainly puts a dash into. But hey, you know Villanova is good at, at 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 growing guards. Maybe they got another one on there that we're not aware of. Well, and you know what? Speaking of injuries that always seem to happen at a key point in the in the team's uh, progression. Uh, talk to us about the Sixers. Oh, <laughs> this is the seg. This is the segment everyone's been waiting for. David Harris is asking for it. All the members of Diaz Nation waiting for Sixers after such a great statement game to end the first half of the of the regular season. Here, listen. There's a long way to go, and the schedule only gets tougher. But you know. Uh, we, we, there's a lot of trolls out there. There's a lot of trolls within Green Legion Radio, led by the Gobbler Troll himself. Uh, but let's just do a, a brief little recap right here. We're at the All Star break. The Sixers are 24 and 12. They're very much a contender. They're not a perfect product, but they're very much in it. And Bede's got to be the MVP. Last night in the post game, he said he's he's not concerned with the MVP. He wants Defensive Player of the Year. His teammate. Uh, and fellow all-star Ben Simmons is going to have something to say about that. The two of them for the last month, well, and beat all year, but ever since Simmons did not get traded uh, to Houston, he's been lighting it up. Uh, what, a, what a time to be alive. I hope everyone's enjoying this season by Joel Embiid. This is one of those seasons like Ryan Howard 2006, uh, Allen Iverson 2001, and whatever anyone did in hockey. Please enjoy the season. Quimby, what do you got for me? Uh, just, I didn't want to remind everybody that uh, only defense wins titles in the NFL. Uh, just saying. So you guys can tout that defensive trophy and the runner-up uh, jackass trophy, mm-hmm. and that's not going to help us win, bro. Sorry. That's it's awesome. When, like, like when the Pistons help, beat, beat Kobe and Shaq, right? It's going to help. It's going to help us win in the regular season. But I'm just telling you, that's it. Go, go ahead. Well, I believe, listen, listen, you don't quote me, you don't have to quote me on this, but I believe there hasn't been a champion in the last decade that's been not in the top 10 of defensive rating. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know this. Hey, hey, listen, we got, we got the producer, Kyle slash slash the gobbler. All right. I'm going to get into this now. And I've been waiting two or three weeks here to get into gobbler. He's trying to, oh, he's trying and to so fire me out. So no, the gobbler troll. This, I don't know what, he, I, Kyle, I don't know what your, I don't know what your problem is, man. I don't know what your I problem is. I don't even know what I, I know. did. I don't even know what I did. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know if you're a fan. I don't know what your whole purpose is. This is this is what we've been dealing with here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the non-video people out there. Hollis just got a great towel that uh, uh, probably speaks to a lot of us. Uh, he just showed up. But speaking of, speaking of crusty towels, Kyle, uh, you know, three, four weeks ago. <laughs> Listen, listen to the kind of troll job that Kyle Nunnemaker slash slash the goblin. I like that one too. I like that one too. 
uh, troll job that this guy's been doing. Listen, the Sixers are in first place. Does it mean that they win the title? Does it mean they're the best team in the league? No, it doesn't. But it means they're playing pretty good. They're, they're playing better than we expected them to play here. Kyle's like, I don't like how they don't close out games. Even though the Sixers were like leading the league in clutch wins, he's like, oh, I don't like it. Then they beat the Lakers, the defending champs, LeBron James, top three player of all time. But he doesn't like it. It's a, It was, excuse me. It was not a Sixers win. It was a Sixers loss because they gave up a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter and won the game, but they should have won it by more. So that's it. Then, then, all we're hearing, the whole look at this, look at this stat line. We have our hey, own little – All we care about here on Fox Sports, the gamblers, did they cover? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. What what I think what maybe Kyle, I had a few shekels on those games. Yeah, and know. he probably <laughs> the gobbler the gobbler troll probably had a little on a, a same game parlays or something. Like, look, the Sixers are winning games. They win four in a row, and all uh, Kyle wants to talk about is Ben Simmons box score line. It's like look at this. I'm like they're in first place. This is pretty good, right? No, no, no. <laughs> then then get this is the worst. This is the worst. This is where we're really getting into peak gobbler troll. Uh, a couple weeks back in Utah, Joel Embiid is sitting. Ben Simmons goes off, shows aggressiveness, was like 19 of 23 from the field for a career-high 42 points, and then what pops up in my feed the next day or that week? Oh, Kyle Nonamaker on Fox Sports The Gambler writes an article about uh, the Sixers are in danger of losing first place. No praise for Ben Simmons. No love, no respect. That's where the first – and guess what? The, the day that that was published, the next one. Did they the win next, that game? Did they win that game? You're just giving Ben Simmons all kind of how he goes for uh, a career high. You don't even mention. Doesn't even mention. Then the next one, the next one is uh, we need gar- – uh, oh, excuse me. The day that that one was published, that night, Joel B goes up for a career high, 50 points. The next Monday, Kyle publishes another story. The Sixers need guard or their, their hopes are lost. It's, 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 I, don't, I don't know what his problem is. I don't know what, what, what beef he's got. Was someone mean to him? Did Joshua Harris not, not uh, build, rebuild the playground that Kyle Kyle – is he running out of tube socks at home? I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> but you got to come correct. And give respect to the Sixers. They are playing great. It's a fun team. They're not perfect. Joel Embiid is going to be the MVP. And all you want to do is poo-poo along the edges. Please explain to our audience, slash, slash, the gobbler troll, what what stick has been put in an inopportune place that has gotten you behaving this way against a, a great season and a good team? Okay, because after all the crap that we've gone through, I'm not looking for a good season. It's a good season. Embiid might win MVP. That's great. We'll get knocked out in the second round. That's fantastic. If Embiid has to put up 50 points every night, they're not going to win anything in the playoffs. I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm not looking for it's a good season. It's a great season, you know. We might that, finish in second place behind Brooklyn and get knocked out. In the, but you know what? I, I, I brought this up. On, I wanted to have you the other night, and you weren't I, available on on. Ice also, they also. I don't care. I don't care because when you look at it, you need guards. They need guards. Ben Simmons. You know why he put up forty two points? Because he's been doing what I've been breaking your balls for the entire year. He decided to be aggressive and shoot the damn ball. Listen, Kyle. I don't. I'm not saying he that did that, but they still need. He still needs someone to facilitate it at the same time. You're not, you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is you're focusing, you're trying to find the negative. And when that negative is covered up, you're going to look to try and find another realist. negative. Now, listen, we, let's just – the Sixers are – 
if you if I'm putting money on it, they're not winning a championship. Do they have a chance to? They do have a chance to. Stack, I'll get you one second. But this is kind of how it goes. Enjoy, enjoy it. They're not perfect. They said it before the season. This is not a finished team. There are moves to be made. You're right. They need they need help. God, I would love to have Kyle Lowry. But this reminds me a whole lot, a whole lot. It's not not again. They're not winning the championship. Here it comes. But here it comes. No, here no. Comes. In, two, in 2008, all that was such a fun year. What a what a great Phillies team. And it was like, look at these starters. Cole Hamels. He what has he done? Jamie Moyer, Brett Myers. They don't got what it. They don't got. And then we we make the big trade for Joe Blanton, and everyone's like. What is this? This guy, this guy stinks. This guy st- and, and and they win the Completely title. Listen, Completely different. Hold on, listen, hold on, you, you, hold, on you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. The big question, big question right now. Can Joe Blanton hit the three? <laughs> we, we, need him, we, need him, we need him to distribute. Zach, you you were you were waiting. I'm sorry to cut you off, dude. I, I just want to know since when the hell did you become Tony Robbins? I mean, like yeah. you are you are like Mr. Optimistic, like <laughs> like way overboard. Listen, it's okay to have a little bit of sense of negative side to us of how we watch a game and how we how we you know want to talk about our team. We're not like Slash is not sitting here completely burying the Sixers. He's just bringing up certain points in an article about what Realist. can put this team over the hump and make them a true championship contender. That's all he's saying. No, 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 no. Because what he's doing is there is no positive. Listen, every team has – the Brooklyn Nets are playing lights out. They have zero defense at all. It's a turnstile. They, they, they have no defense at all. I'm no, trying to look at the bigger picture. You I, want me to put out an article and beat put up 50 points. He's really good. Yeah, no crap. No, no. So is is your so this is this is exactly why I'm saying you're the gobbler troll. I'm trying to be realistic and bring everybody down by telling them how not good they are. they shouldn't be having as much of a good time with this team. They shouldn't be having fun. I mean, yeah, we went through all this crap, so they owe us big time. They shouldn't only win by eight in overtime. They should win by eighteen in the regular regular regulation. This is never this is ridiculous. It, just so negative, Nancy gobbler troll. Just accept the position you. You've gotten I don't know did did, uh, did crusty towels come down you lost them you got banned from that room I don't know what it is but this is a this is a fun team they've got a shot they do they're not perfect absolutely they're in the mix and enjoy yourself enjoy an MVP season maybe he finishes second he's the favorite right now uh, but but slow your roll and correct yourself tank what do you got you dudes are setting a bad example. You, first of all, you're totally apologizing for a squad because you don't even know how they're going to finish up. No, I mean, I, 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 know, but, I, I know, but you're, but you're totally apologizing for them. Just to, you have to, you have to realize that you guys set out to win a championship because you were tired of finishing in the second round. So if you don't think, if you don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Zach is showing a picture of Tony Robbins on his phone through our yes, it, yes, he is. It, it is awesome. And it, the, if you don't think that the people around you have had to live through this Sam Higgy crap, are going to call you guys on your bull or your bull sugar honey iced tea, then you, you know I'm just saying you should you should expect this. If if Joel Embiid wins the MVP, I'll get to you in a slash. If Joel Embiid wins the MVP, I am promising all the listeners of Green Legion Radio, we are going to go through line by line, year by year of the process to show how wrong you are, Sir Tank. Slash, what's up? 
Yeah. The reason I'm so critical of the Sixers and their franchise is because of the hell we had to go through through the process. And I don't want the finishing result to be, buckle up, it's going to be a fun season. I don't know if they're going to win the championship, but, you know. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take this. By the way, Embiid should definitely 100% be MVP this season. So, so listen, I I understand that some people don't like the optics or didn't like watching crappy basketball for three years when they were tanking. I get it, and guess what? I didn't watch it all either. But I understood of the, the plan. Let me ask you this: What did the Flyers do that was so much fun between 2013 and 16? What about the Phillies? Those are just missing years. And if you want to hold the Sixers in in perpetuity because they had this bold plan that was so dumb that everyone could do it, but no one else could do it. You mean in purgatory, you dumbass. It's just what what you're saying is what you're saying is this tanking thing is just the crap we went through. But the Phillies is like, oh, yeah, maybe they make the playoffs. This will be great. Sec, the, Flyers, no, the Flyers are back here. They didn't do anything either. And guess what? The, the Eagles didn't either. 2013-16, what, what, what do we get? Sec, before I get here. to you, I, I, you always, like, before – like, when you know you have nothing else to say, you always revert back to the other Philly teams. It, it's apples and oranges. How? Thank How so? you. How so? Yeah, get, because it's a completely different league. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, why I why I agree with you both on the fact that you know Joel Embiid is the MVP. Yeah, he's the MVP right now. There's still 37 games left in 69 days to wrap oh, up the no. season. Not only that, Shaq, but there is a back to go. There's a back to be thrown out somewhere. That's that's my point. Like like they have Diaz broke this down the other night in nice shorts. 37 games in 36 60, games. 36, 36 games in, in 69 days? 67 right? days, yeah. Okay, so, and that's nine back-to-backs. That's nine games right now that you could practically pencil in that Joel Embiid is not playing. And in order to be MVP, you have to, one, play, and two, you have to produce. So they need to finish strong. If they get the number one seed in the East, then he's the MVP. It's but the same right with, now, he's not. It's the same God. with all the other players. Too. And just so everybody knows, Vegas odds right now, Joel Embiid is six to one to win the MVP, which mm. means Vegas knows something more than we do. He's one, right. he, he's one, he's one, he's one Chick Fil A number six away from throwing his back out. <laughs> Sam, you want to close out the segment? Yeah, I just yeah, have to say out. one thing for Jamie Hollenbach, and that's shut up, Diaz. <laughs> oh, you got to speak the truth. You can't handle the truth. You want me up on that wall. I love it, everybody. And as we already know, Diaz is his own worst enemy. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We will be back for our final segment. We may even let Diaz talk just a little bit more. But a song in tribute of Michael Diaz. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. All right, Diaz, finish up what you got to talk about. Then we're getting flyers from SAC, and then we're going to close this thing up. And Tank and I are going out to get hammered. Hopefully a couple of our friends are going to join us. Maybe. Maybe. But 
Let's uh, let's let's get final thoughts on the Sixers. And if you want to bring the gobbler back in just to piss you off, I'm quite happy. No, with. It's, no, yeah. we don't we don't need it. We don't need to hear from him. He'll write some article about how Joel Embiid should have, uh, if he had more efficient shots, he would have scored 45 instead of 40 in the win the other night. Uh, it the question David Harris asked the question. You know, are they going to make moves? Do they are they they're going to come out of the East? They're certainly in the mix. They definitely need to strengthen it up. Uh, Kyle Lowry would be great, but keep in mind, you know, whenever I say I love Kyle Lowry, you give up a, a protected first and Matisse Thybul, and people are like, whoa, I don't want to give – you have to give something up to get something back of quality. You give up Danny Green, Matisse, a protected first next year uh, for the expiring of Kyle Lowry. Bring the guy home. Help us win a title here. Let's have a nice stretch run, and uh, let's get the Sixers and the Flyers deep into the playoffs uh, this summer. Slash, what do you got? No, Diaz, like legit question for you. What is all the love for Matisse Thibel? Like, why is he an, why is he an untouchable? Like, I don't understand. That. Well, first, because he, he's a nice guy. My wife he's a is a nice in, guy, and he's his a good birthday. Defender. It's his it's his birthday today. Did My you wife really just say that? Him. My Did wife you is really in love with him. just yeah. say oh, yeah. that a nice guy. He nice is. Guy. Listen, I don't. I'm not in love with him. I'm saying why don't people, trade him. He's a nice guy. It's the dumbest thing you've ever said. No, no, Zach. I I don't mind trading him. Kyle asked me why do people. I not, know. Why is he I'm just saying. It's I'm stupid. saying because they like him and he's really good at defense and he really can stick anyone. He's just a zero on offense right now. So uh, he should not be untouchable and he's not untouchable. It would be. Un- I I would love to see him a part of the team and he is a stopper. You know, you you have Simmons on there like. Against the Nets, you need someone on Kyrie and Harden. It'd be good to have both. But Ky- Kyle Lowry is is no joke on defense either. So let let's go out and get the guy. But the the weird thing is, is uh, I feel like uh, Matisse Thibault is a younger guy, and he he actually adds with his defense, he adds some offense. So it's like you don't want to get rid of that because then you have Shake Milton, who's who's a liability on defense, even though he's an offensive threat. It's like you can't. It's like when you when you do that, and at some point in the playoffs, you have to have some defense, sir. Go ahead, tell me about it. I'm just shaking, baby. I'm just shaking. No, I, I, Hollis, <laughs> I hear you, but but they have uh, their what their big weakness is is playmakers, and I hear about Shake Matisse is better on defense, but Kyle Lowry is going to give you eighty percent of Matisse Thybul on defense. I mean, you know, I, I don't – but he's going to be – he can hit spot-up threes. He can play make on his own. He can distribute. He can be a secondary ball handler to Simmons down the stretch. Uh, I, You know, I'm not giving up shake. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, anything less than Kyle Lowry is like that – it could just be like that Joe Blanton upgrade. We'll have to see. Um uh, they're not a perfect team, but they're certainly one of the best in the East right now. The second half, of the they got a back-to-back in Milwaukee uh, or, you know, a two-game little thing. There's 25% of the schedule is back-to-backs. They're going to be sitting games. I'm not as tied to the to the first uh, spot, the first seed. Uh, Sack had mentioned on our show that that's important so you can have Brooklyn and Milwaukee beat it out between two and three, and I hear you. But uh, health is the biggest problem um, or the biggest concern of mine uh, coming down the stretch. What's up, Q? Uh, just, I hope I get this clip right. Conversation. Sorry, it's not up to your usual high standards. Is he always like this on the stakeout? Or what is it? Too much caffeine? Not enough sex? Ooh, I can't believe she went there on you. You don't know who you're talking to? That's Mike Lowry over there. 
Ding dingaling. <laughs> that's Kyle Lowry over there. King Dingling. Keep going. Uh, I'll wrap up the NBA segment. Um, uh, we, Sack and I had a great show on Tuesday on Ice to Shorts, and then somehow I, I, you know, we talked about Draymond Green, and I said how he's a he's a Hall of Famer, and and, and Sack was indignant that he was not. Uh, or no, excuse me, I said that Kyle Lowry is the best player in Raptors history, and he said Vince Carter was, um, even though. Vince Carter is not. It is Cal Lowry. And I said, Cal Lowry's a Hall of Famer. Of course he is. Sack said no. Sack, the poll results came back. Uh, according to our audience, Kyle Lowry will be a Hall of Famer, just not right away. And uh, by like a 65, 35% margin. Draymond Green, though, 68% said never. So uh, yo, they're, yo, unfortunately, hey, they're all wrong. Yo, that's Kyle Lowry. King Dingling. Go ahead. No, the thing is with the polls, though, when we had our show the other night, it was supposed to be a poll of yes or no. And you went in and threw your caveats of yes, yes, but in time and never. No, it was I said, supposed to be yes or no, you clown. I said, it was supposed to, no, I said yes, first, first ballot. He's not first ballot. He'll get in the time. Ballot, they're not getting in the Hall of Fame. They are, the, they are in the Hall of Very Good. That's where they belong. They do not belong in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is Harden. Hall of Fame is Durant. Hall of Fame is LeBron. Hall of Fame is Giannis. Hall of Fame is not Kyle Lowry, six-time All-Star, third-team All-NBA. That's not Hall of Fame. Draymond Green averages five points a game. That's not Hall of Fame. That's dog crap. He sucks. Both of them do not belong in the Hall of Fame. I end my case. Sack, you're wrong. That's not how it works. You should be paying attention to what's going on with Carter Hart on the road. Let's move on to the next topic. On that (laughs) note, yes, please. Sack, we needed one more Flyers attack right now before we call it a day. Well, the Flyers tend to be struggling a little bit this week. Uh, They they were coming off a three-game winning streak uh, against the likes of the Rangers for one game and back-to-back shutouts in Buffalo um, which is which is nice, you know, in Buffalo, and you're going up against the top power play. That's just the Hall of Fame of very good. Yes, the Hall right. of Fame of very good, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but but they did struggle the other night with the Penguins on Tuesday. So far, everybody knows we record on Thursday nights. The Flyers are down three one right now. Uh, this is a key stretch right here for the Flyers. They have to get these points against the likes of the Penguins, the Islanders, the Capitals, because we are in a battle. For those like those four spots in the division to make the playoffs, you get four spots. And right now there's five teams in our division that are battling for those spots. So we need players to step up. We need players like Carter Hart, Claude Giroux, Ivan Provorov, um, Shane Gossespierre. The, the players, these guys, Jake Voracek, the guys right now that are playing outside their minds and carrying this team are Joel Farabee, who we just lost to the COVID list, um, Sean Couturier, and James Raymond's like, outside of that, the rest of the team needs to step up. And that's saying a lot for a team that is 11 one against the rest of the division and 0-3-2 against the Boston Bruins. Time to step up, guys. We got to get this rolling now. Back to you, Quimby. I got nothing, man. I was hoping that you could cover this for another two minutes before we had <laughs> it. Oh, was that keep it going? I thought it was wrap it up. Get it off your chest. I was saying wrap it up because uh... – I was I, like you. I was tired of watching the Flyers uh, kind of screw the pooch. I'm, um, I, wa- I watch them because I, I enjoy watching them. 
But the last few games, uh, it, well, it just they, pissed me off. They, they have the talent, and it, it might just be one of those lulls in the middle of the season. You know, they, they had this COVID thing. They got guys back. They got points out of all these games the week before that we weren't expecting anything from because they didn't have any of their best players. It happens. You're like, there's no excuses or anything. They, they're, they're looking a little embarrassed, but uh, maybe it's just a three, four game lull and they get back. You know, it, it kind of wakes them up. And, and it, you know, we, we, we want two teams in the playoffs deep into June and July. Yeah. And the thing is, right now is, hey, they're going to be back home on Sunday night. There's going to be 3,100 fans in the building, and Green Legion Radio's own Flyers correspondent will be in the house representing my my voice will be loud and proud and i will be tearing alexander ovechkin a new one because he won't know what hit him oh my god bro that's the first (laughs) time you ever spoke about yourself in the third person i am so nervous right now i love (laughs) it's a monster it's a monster Everybody, I only have one thing to get off my chest right now, and I'll let you guys have the rest of the 60 seconds left. Canada. Canada. If you want to see what a socialistic healthcare program looks like, talk to somebody in Canada right now. When they come back from vacation, they have to spend 600 bucks a night to stay in country-approved hotels for three nights before they have to go home and quarantine for 10 more days. It's not, oh, my God, we have guests coming down for four nights, and the first day they're here, they have to get a COVID test so they can get back in the United States. The whole thing sucks up there. Hey, everybody, that's what you and Bernie have to look forward to. Anybody else have something to get off their chest? I do. Uh, hey, everyone listen there that hasn't put their RSVP deposit down for a Green Legion invasion trip this uh, – this it, it, you've had two days. What are you waiting for? We're going to have an, an amazing year. Uh, we got so many sign-ups. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see everyone back on the road. And all of our international people that are coming, uh, we want to see you too. We can't wait. Everybody, we love it. We love it. You guys. I got one, I got one real quick. Uh-oh. Here he comes. Yeah. I just want to let everybody know I'm previewing my next article. <clears throat> Sixers win and Bede scores 26. That's it. That's the article. All right. Okay. That's good. All right. I keep <laughs> that That'll get a lot of views. That'll get a lot I, I of think, views. I think Tony Robbins needs to be the editor of all of your articles from now on. <laughs> everybody, everybody, this was a fantastic show. We're hitting stride. We are water cooler experts everybody we appreciate it you guys remember download the iheart radio app so you can hear all three shows green legion radio ice to shorts winter sports and get tanked happy hour with tank and q on behalf of myself hollis tank thomas chris sackmaster michael shut up diaz slash the gobbler and Sam brady thanks for tuning in once again and joining us on your valuable weekend Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We will see you again next Saturday.